that's so interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. Wow, that is very interesting. Please tell me more. Very interesting. Marty, that was very interesting. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to That's So Interesting, the podcast that discusses what we think are objectively interesting things. I'm Graham, and alongside me are Brandon and Brian. Fellas, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. You know, we got rain in Richmond for the first time in like three weeks yesterday. Wow, West Coast, West Coast drought, eh? Yeah, it's crazy. We never, or for as long as I can remember, we haven't experienced a drought this bad or this long in, uh, in a really long time. Usually we'll get like a drizzle. Um, every now and then just to supplement the grass. But since I came home three weeks ago now, we hadn't had rain until last night. And it was just like this super hard downpour for like 10 minutes and then it was done. Felt like being back in Florida. Sounds like the rain that Toronto got when they all flooded the other week. Oh, so I, can you, can you talk to me about that? I kind of saw that stuff on the internet, but I never, uh, got an explanation of what was going on. What do you want to talk about? Well, why was there flooding? How did it flood? What happened? Was it like the sewage line were backed up or you just get a ton of rain? Well, it was only about 15 minutes of rain, but uh, their infrastructure is so poor in some of their areas that uh, the the sewers and the system just couldn't handle the mass amount of liquid that was coming from the sky, from God's pee. (laughs) But there you have it. I guess that's what you get when you have the lowest taxes in, I think it's all of Ontario. And when you rain, you flood. What do you mean lowest taxes? Toronto? For like housing and property tax and stuff like that. They have some of the, I think it's the lowest tax in all of Ontario as a city. Mm-hmm. What? That can't be true. Mm. Google it. Everyone's, what do you mean? Everyone's complaining about the like housing market and how terrible it is to try to own or live or exist in the GTA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The housing prices. But that's not like once you own Hold on. and then the taxes that you pay. Hold on. You're telling me that the property taxes yeah, in Toronto are believe. the lowest in Ontario? If not close to. <laughs> All right, listeners. Fact check Brian I on am, that. I'm fact checking uh, myself right now. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. I'll let you guys do it because... Ugh. I just typed Vancouver instead of Toronto. Hold on to this. Yeah. All right. While we're looking this up, how's Waterloo, Graham? It's good. It's a it's a beautiful day here. It's pretty warm, not too humid, and I'm feeling great. I got a haircut today, so I'm feeling fresh. Looking for the <laughs> week. Uh, gonna make some pad thai tonight. Feeling good. Feeling good. You know. Same hairstyle, or did you uh, did you uh, roll the dice on something new? Oh, funny you ask. Uh, I did change it up a little bit and did a bit of a fade, so a little two to three clippers on the side, up and up. So I like it. It's not uh, anything wild, but it uh, I think it will keep me less shaggy for longer. So nice, nice little summertime cut. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure you cooler can on the top. Got to get that easy ventilation. Exactly. Yeah, I think you can definitely see some uh, some nice tan lines. And believe it or not, how white I can actually get in the winter. But oh, nice, nice. But it is. That's all right. Brian, any luck? I am 
pulling. I'm just trying to find actual specific numbers. Uh, so while while you're seeing that, I found a 2016. Sorry, 2016 tax rate was 0.72 percent, whereas Oshawa's was 1.56 percent. Hamilton was 1.38% and Ottawa was 1.08%. This is an annual percentage? In 2016. Those are property tax rates. How does that... Well, fuck me. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, hold on. Here's here's a theory. Here's a theory. Is it because so many people are living in apartments? Uh, I don't know how property tax works when you live in an apartment. I think those are just part of your condo fees for the actual square footage. Right, but you would pay less, like theoretically, you would pay less property tax because you own less of that property because you're building up. Like it's the same amount of property. It's just so many people living on it. Yeah, but that's the property tax no matter if you're in the an apartment or a house or a 17-acre farm. Well, who farms in seventeen? Right, but they but small. they wouldn't need to but they but they wouldn't need to make their rates as high because they're collecting from so many more people on the same amount of property. Do you know what I mean? Like I do know where an apartment building in Toronto can hold a thousand units. That same property in Oshawa holds four houses for sure. But then you also need to have way better infrastructure to support a thousand people flushing a toilet at the same time. And here we are talking about the floods that happened earlier this week. That <laughs> I think it's all relative. Back what, what you would put that property tax into would be different things based off of the way that your um, infrastructure and your layout has been designed. No, they're too busy using that property tax to fix the DVP. No, they aren't. I just drove on it today. <laughs> oh, how was she? I felt like I was, on the, I was on Canada's Wonderland, the real Canadian mind buster, just a good old wooden roller coaster. <laughs> For those who don't know, the DVP is the Don Valley Parkway, uh, a pretty hit and miss highway experience, mostly miss uh, in the GTA. Uh, Not as bad. Oh, you know who we? I did as that. As you know who we could get to go and fix those roads is uh, Domino's. Dom- Domino's yeah. would be bankrupt by <laughs> the time that they back. went to go fix all those roads. <laughs> Could fill in all those puddles. Another talk about Domino's. Sponsor us. We're please. just honestly, we're just putting it in to try and get these, uh, try and get the sponsorship. Yeah? All right, let's get the ball rolling. Yeah, on today's show, believe it or not, folks, we we actually want to bring it all the way back around. <laughs> to technology what's interesting about it what is changing uh what we've experienced in the past in terms of compatibility with different devices and the general tech landscape that we're sort of uh seeing today i know something we were talking about right before we hopped on uh, on live here was headphones and the benefits of bluetooth benefits of wired um, talking about how different phones can connect and have you know jacks and audio ports for them and some <coughs> iphones do not um Robotessa. i don't know Brandon, sorry did you have a tickle in your Robotessa. throat there or? yeah sorry i uh, i'm gonna get a cough drop just a second uh but while i do that brandon do you uh want to talk about your thoughts on how headphones are 
are changing and whether it's good that most are, are choosing Bluetooth over wired or, or what? Here's the way I see the tech landscape moving forward. First of all, Bluetooth is the way to go. I am a 100% believer in Bluetooth everything. Um, and it works with, like, you know, it works like most pieces of technology. The more consumers convert over to a system, the more the industry has to shift to conform to that demand. Right? So what Apple was doing in creating iPhones with no headphone jack um, or no 3.5 millimeter headphone jack in the way of trying to make their phones thinner and conserving space and be able to stuff more components in there. Um, you know, by removing that headphone jack, they are all of a sudden now saying, well, you know, we're not going to allow our consumers to use normal headphones. We want them to use Bluetooth headphones. Well, of course, a lot of people are upset with that because they've been using those wired white headphones, you know, those earbuds or earbuds for you know, since Go the Airbnb. original iPod <laughs> came out. <laughs> what are they called? They're called Airpod, uh, Earpods? Is that what they're called? No, no, no. The wired ones, I think, are called Earpods. The Bluetooth ones are called Airpods. I just called them Earbuds. I didn't know that they were... Head- headphones <laughs> also worked. Yeah. Headphones. So, you know, the more people that are now forced to conform, or I shouldn't say conform, but are forced to use a different form of technology the more manufacturers and companies have to say, well, hold on a second. If we want to, you know, allow our consumers the option to buy our product and use with an iPhone, which is, you know, the most popular phone out in North America, then we need to create a product that is functioning with the new iPhone. And that means that it's a Bluetooth headphone. Um, Bluetooth used to not be very good. The technology wasn't very good. You couldn't go very far. You couldn't be very far away from the actual source. Um, The signal wasn't very clear. It would drop all the time. Um, If you were, you know, between an object like a wall or something or a door, you would lose signal. Um, But again, the more people that buy Bluetooth headphones, the better the technology becomes um, and the better it's going to be. So, like, maybe we're going through a rough in-between stage where... You know, wired headphones and wired audio equipment are still better than Bluetooth. But, you know, as a convenience point, I think Bluetooth is incredible. Um, from a functional point, I think it's incredible. You know, the only challenges now are battery and maybe the connection isn't, isn't as good, but we're going to get to a point where the connection is better um, and gives you more use. So, I don't know. That's kind of where I stand on it. I think Do you will. think... Uh, and I'll pitch this to Graham, but do you think that any other company could have released a phone without a headphone jack and still been able to survive? Like the reason why peop- other other organizations are now adapting and none of these massive Samsung, you know, Samsung, Huawei, you name it, they're doing a Google with their Pixel 3 XL just released that they're not having um, a mm-hmm. headphone jack on it. Like would that have hurt? they're following if they were the first ones to come out of it like is it just because there are so many people that follow apple as though they're a religion yeah it's a it's a good question i have two different trains of thought to answer one is that yes i think apple is you know that absolute you know change maker sort of company in the sense that there's so much brand loyalty Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't really matter what the company does. 
it's a status symbol to have Apple products. And so even though they're just, you know, doing away with jacks and, um, and everything and making people go Bluetooth, essentially, their consumer base is going to follow that no matter what. Mm-hmm. They're, they might complain about it as they put two different Q-tips in their ear that look like headphones or whatever <laughs> that they're supposed to do now and walk down the street. Like, that's just the new normal. On the other hand, I think it's really interesting because different companies, like, for example, Samsung and Samsung U- users have always taken pride in sort of being a couple years ahead of the iPhone when it comes to, uh, you know, different features, like facial recognition comes to mind, you know, just like random things like that, that then I, I like Apple and iPhone advertises like super amazing three years later when all the Android users are, you know, saying, well, well actually we had this. <laughs> um, so welcome to the party, Apple, you know, but it's in that sense, Interesting that maybe a, a Google or Samsung didn't sort of forecast this or, or try to move it in a different direction. With that said, as a Samsung user myself, I'm really happy <laughs> that I have a regular audio port on my phone mm-hmm. that I can put headphones into. Um, but at the same time, I think Apple is making bold moves. And obviously that's working because they recently got to be valued at one trillion right mm-hmm. uh, yeah i don't know brandon what are your thoughts on brian's question there yeah i mean could any other company have done it and been as successful as apple was you know probably not um simply because what you're talking about graham apple's following and and apple's cult is so large yeah that once you're in the apple ecosystem and you've committed yourself to buying Apple products, then then you're stuck and that's it. So do I think any other company could have been as successful? Maybe, but it would have depended on what they did, right? I think when you buy an iPhone 10, does it come with AirPods? I don't think I so. No idea. I have no idea. I'm a Samsung user currently. I right. I think it comes with the wired... Um, Earpods or whatever they're called, and the adapter. I think that's what it comes with. So they're still giving them the wired option. But I think what what like if Samsung were to do it and take out the headphone jack, they would need to supply Bluetooth headphones with the phone in order to make it work, right? Because now all of a sudden you're talking about a consumer base that might not have Bluetooth headphones and then has to go and spend the additional charge of you know, buying Bluetooth headphones to work with their brand new phone, which I don't think a lot of people are willing to do. Um, yeah, make it more. You know, so maybe it doesn't take off. Exactly. Right. If it's not turnkey, then it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it works with Apple because they, I believe they provided them with a solution and that is giving them the adapter out of the box. But um, I don't know with any other company, I think they would have needed to go full bore and given them the, Bluetooth headphones right away. I mean, like they have these, these they have even the AirPods, and they're not even that great. Like the battery life on them sucks. You can lose them. I know so many people and have seen them all over. Um, you know the lost and found pages of lost one AirPod. Like 
I feel like that gets super annoying, first of all. And also, it's not really convenient for the consumer. Like, that would drive me insane to lose one of my headphones. Um, And to have them that I can only get, I think it's only like about three hours of playtime before you have to recharge them. Something like that. That's ridiculous. Or it might be talk and play. Yeah, I think think what you get, because I I just got them for Christina. Um, I think what you get is two hours out of the case but then as soon as you put them away in the case they're charging and they have a quick charge system and i think the case can give you up to eight hours of battery life so as long as you're not listening for more than two hours at a time like they're perfect if you're just walking between class or if you're at the gym working out right um but yeah i mean that's part of the problem with bluetooth headphones is you know Battery life will always be a concern, whereas wired headphones, you can sit and listen to music for as long as you want, as long as your phone can stay alive for, mm-hmm. really, um, and it's not a problem. But again, like this is just one of those things. If if more people start to buy Bluetooth headphones, then the market, the competition in the market gets better or gets stronger, and um, companies need to start making better products to make their products stand out, and that in- that means in- increasing the the battery life of their headphones, mm-hmm. right? So like, you know, it's kind of that struggle being on the edge of or the cutting edge of technology, but we need to keep pushing that boundary so that uh, manufacturers make better products. Yeah, I. You know, it's like electric cars, right? If if people don't buy electric cars companies won't make more electric cars and the technology won't be any better, right? Like one of the biggest problems with Tesla's right now, or one of the, uh, maybe, maybe one of the biggest restrictions is the range, right? And the inability to uh, charge up anywhere, right? Like really you want there to be an electric charging station everywhere. There's a gas station, if not more to make it more feasible, but the infrastructure just isn't there yet. And companies won't start building that infrastructure unless people start buying Teslas. Until it's so in. it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Like, and the fu- the funniest you know, piece about that is uh, there was a report coming from uh, it was an analysis of car salespeople throughout the North America, uh, just from yeah. dealerships, and they're actually very hesitant to sell electric cars because they don't fully understand how they work, <laughs> and so they can't promise <laughs> the quality or the oh, product. Um, compared to a gasoline-powered car or, or a diesel-powered car, that I mean, it's, yeah. it's if you don't know how that works and you're selling a car, like you should not be in the industry of that. But it's also these companies need to do a better job of pushing their own products and teaching their salespeople of what they're all about, especially because now they're becoming more affordable in price. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. used to be fifty thousand dollars for. Um, what are those, the hybrids, like a, a Hyundai Sonata hybrid. And that yeah. prices you right out of any average consumer at around like the twenty eight to $30,000 for a new car. And now they're coming down. I think they're like 35000 or 36000 now for, for that car. So like accessibility from a price standpoint is coming down, but then it's also the salesperson factor to continue to make sure that the consumption is happening. Because there isn't a... I don't think that there's a following with any car brand like there is with Apple in technology. No, I don't believe there's quite as dedicated a base. It's not as culty. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. and and it's kudos to Apple for developing their brand. Quickly before we get too far off this, um, mm. if you buy an iPhone 10, it comes with earpods that aren't 3.5 millimeter. They're a uh, lightning connector. So you get wired headphones that are out of the box, no con- uh, no adapter necessary, um, connecting via lightning. So I'm all down for that. Like, I think that's cool. Yeah. But then the issues raised, we have three, I'll go with three right now, major charging styles within the cell phone industry. We have your USB-C, your USB, Shout your micro-C, micro-USB, which is being phased out, and then lightning. And who knows what else is coming next that we're now making our own. We're going to need adapters for the adapters in order for us to be able to use the headphones that we want to use. Or, um, like you said, like literally just go completely wireless, which, I, you know, I don't know if I'm personally ready to do that yet. I'm an old man. I like my wired headphones. Well, I charge my phone wirelessly. That's crazy. Your crazy talk. Oh, man. I'm Get rid of wires. I'm tired of wires. I'm Bluetooth headphones. I'm wireless charging. But Brandon, Marty I, love McFly. The, I, I love the breadth <laughs> of sound that I get from my wired headphones and my wired you, microphone. You like the breadth of sound? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge range. Biggest range. All my friends. I mean, any of my friends. Biggest best range. range ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... I mean, it goes back to the whole conversation. I think right now you're probably right. You know, wired equipment is still better in terms of audio quality, for sure. But I think of convenience and functionality, you know, wireless technology is has the advantage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's been more than once where I've um, had my phone in my pocket shooting hoops, and it was jacked into my... Um, headphones and i kept getting annoyed because my shooting arm would catch <laughs> on the wire so like, I, oh, I at least that's it. your excuse oh it's just about to ask you like <laughs> running with wireless headphones is so liberating uh okay yeah for i don't run with any headphones so i i, I believe you but i well how do you how do you listen to podcasts i like i don't listen to anything when i when i run that's my meditation time Oh, you don't listen to That's So Interesting? I listen to That's So Interesting enough when I take a couple hours editing this crap. <laughs> Did you just call this crap? Sorry to all of our listeners. That was offside in Uncalled Club. This is my crap. This is our crap. <laughs> God. Thank you, listeners, for listening to our crap. But I, I, I do By see crap. where you're coming from. Do you mean uh, Campus Recreation Ambassador Program? <laughs> 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 I do see where you're coming from with the convenience aspect of them, of doing more activities. But I also have, I'm wearing them right now, Bose um, headphones. And the wire is twice as long as my Apple EarPod wires. And I can do anything with them. I just tuck them on the inside of my shirt. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that goes tarps off everywhere he goes. So it just tucks out of my shirt and they're out of the way. I could do anything. I go for runs with them. They don't fall off. I, you know, I have shot hoops with them. I've gone to the gym. You go I've for run. Timed. You go for runs with over ear headphones. Yeah. 
You got so you, Don't you they get sweaty? Sick? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the Rocky montage. <laughs> Uh, but I feel, I feel like you're going to get sweaty regardless, so might as well have some good sound quality with you. Yeah, but it's not good for the leather ear cups. Are they removable? Can you if wash them? I was them? worried about the leather ear cups, I wouldn't have bought these. Oh. Hey, Brian. Yeah. You're a leather ear cup. Thank you. All right. Um, so on that note, just like sort of people building up and wanting more and, um, you know, just looking for the next new product. We were just talking about the Google Pixel 3 XL, I guess, is, is what they're calling it. And uh, it's it's massive. Yeah. I think what we're looking at, um, like, 6.7-inch screen. Yeah. And... This is the definition of a phablet here, folks. Yeah. Like, I'm just waiting for some dad to get, like, one of those old-school cell phone, like, belt clip-ons. And then just hook on an entire iPad. Because to me, I see a difference <laughs> now between yeah. this and like an iPad mini or full-on iPad for that matter. Yeah, you're definitely getting close. It's. I like how we can say that we're old enough to remember things. Do you remember when... <laughs> no, I'm serious. Been unlocked. No, I agree. Do you remember when technology... Like when the trend in technology was to buy things that were smaller and smaller and smaller. The Motorola yeah. Razor and then the Motorola Crazer. Oh, literally what I was just thinking about, right? Like things were deemed as better. And they still had a headphone Because they were smaller. Record, they still had headphone jacks. And touch capacitive uh, outside shell. I don't even know what you would call that. Unflipped? <laughs> Whatever. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, you don't know, like you know, you know the crazy industry term. Okay. Unflipped. Well, it was a flip phone. So it, what do you call it when it's not flipped open? Closed. Closed. <laughs> what do you call a door that's not open? <laughs> Closed. Unopened. Just like your brain. <laughs> um, got him. Oh, man. Sorry. Uh, continue, Brandon. Anyways, it's funny that we've lived through that era of technology, and now we're in an era of technology where bigger is better, right? We're right. actually moving in the direction again. Yeah. Uh, think about all those brick cell phones that were so ahead of their time. feel bad for them. Yeah, just discarded without purpose. Oh, yeah. Those Taking Nokias? Taken in for the iPod shuffle. You can just clip on your shirt while you run, like a lapel mic. <laughs> and now people are running with iPads in front of them, dangling with yeah. carrots. It's terrible. Shout out to Carrot Rewards. Oh, yeah. If you haven't signed up, uh, you can privately uh, message me or email that's so interesting pod at gmail.com and ask for a referral code. And we can both get <laughs> rewards. Um, so check it out Carrot Rewards on the App Store or Google Play Store, I guess. Um and check that out because it's sweet. You get free airplane points, scene points, etc., etc., and um, we can both win together. So do that. I thought you were joking. I thought you were setting that up as like a fake ad, and I was gonna jokingly ask you if you had a promo code, but you do. Your promo <laughs> I do. Give yeah. it to the people. Okay, just a second. You guys. <laughs> That's all. I'm giving you. Sorry, my door is uh, unopened. <laughs>
Is it unopened? I am unable. What? So, Brian, what phone what do you have right now? What phone do you have right uh, now? I have the Samsung S7, the Galaxy S7. Just your grandma's like, phone. Just what you have, right? Yeah. So none of us are rocking iPhones. Mm. But you've had an iPhone, right, Brian? Can you uh, give me a quick pro con or why you chose to go with the Galaxy S7? Um, Even though it's obviously superior to the iPhone, any iPhone, but go on. Two features, uh, battery life, actually three features. Battery life, um, not a ton of stupid bloatware. Uh, I find all of the Samsung preloaded apps that I have, at least a good over 80% of them I use or at least see them as useful if I don't use them. Um, and then, uh, waterproofing was the last one of why I switched because at the time that this phone came out and I bought it, um, iPhones did not have any water resistance abilities to them. And, you know, I'm a type of guy who gets up there and gets wet. I don't drop it on the toilet, but I get up there and I get wet. Yeah, I'm... What's been the wildest experience in which you've gotten your phone wet, Brad? Ooh, I dropped it on the edge of Niagara Falls in the river. Oh. Like, right at the at the bottom, Wait, like in the Glen, Niagara Glen. So it's... Um, you can go and hike all the way down there, and I was out goofing around uh, on one of the rocks, and it fell out of my pocket and just kind of slowly started drifting down this... Tumbling? Yeah. No, no, no. Like I was out on the water just on one rock and it like kerplunked right into the water and started floating away, like not floating, but sinking away, I guess. So I quickly jumped in and grabbed that and came back to shore. But that's probably, that's probably the most exhilarating spot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is a good story. That's pretty good. Um, also, I can't for the life of me find my user code right now, but that's why you should email that's okay you keep looking i have another uh wired versus wireless question also something we're old enough to remember yeah give when you got when you got cordless phones in your house yeah better or worse than the corded phone <laughs> i wish my mom was on this so that she could review it um uh, at first definitely worse we had a cord that I, I will, not a word of a lie, was probably like 60 to 80 feet. My mom could go anywhere in the house with that corded phone. Like she'd be <laughs> upstairs cleaning the bathroom on the, on the phone and it connected downstairs in her kitchen. She'd be downstairs like in the laundry room or That's like on the computer on the phone. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, now that they've improved in their... their uh, connection ranges and also that you can buy multiple that come together like that's not that's nothing new for 2018 but definitely was new when quarter phones came out the quality was very poor and the range was poor so similar to what your comments were about the bluetooth headphones i think that they have caught up to speed um, and are a little bit more competitive because well a heck of a lot more competitive because the quality is so much better but your power goes out and you're pretty much screwed now. Whereas before, hashtag Ontario blackout of what year was that? 2005? 2007? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think that happened before hashtags. We, had a, we had a corded phone so we could call everybody. And our neighbors who didn't had to come over and use our house 
to to call their friends. They didn't leave. Bunch of buggers. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they listen. I hope they do too. I know, Brendan, in a past episode, you were saying how really you didn't have any restrictions on, um, I think specifically you said video game time. I don't know if it extended to all screens in the house, but like, it, obviously, you generally turned out okay. Do you feel <laughs> we that use that, that term it, loosely? <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that's like an effective model that most parents should implement, or do you feel like you and Steven, your brother, were like one-offs. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Like, moving forward, like, how do I phrase this? Kids are going to be growing up in a technology era, right? So all of a sudden we're introducing a new form of literacy, technology literacy that didn't really exist 15 years ago. Is that fair to mm-hmm. say? See, so just like reading, writing, um, you know, numeracy, uh, music, and even you know our favorite literacy, physical literacy, technology literacy is just as important um, for someone to learn. So I think what's best is balance. So just because Stephen and I didn't have a restriction on our video games, we still understood the concept of balance and being able to balance kind of doing all of those things. Um, so I think having no restrictions on technology is good as long as there's an understanding and respect for balance of all other things, if that makes sense. Right. And Brian, I'll turn this to you. Do you feel that most families or even just specifically the kids, do they have that balance now or are enough parents supporting a household that can promote that balance no simple as that um for many reasons though and it's not even just a fault of the parents i think we are as a society are so far behind on research of the negative impacts from screen time and a lot of screen time and that goes from even like how many years have our parents been doing desk work at an office and um, you know, no one's really, at least to my knowledge, has looked into the impact of looking at a screen for in X amount of inches away from your face, Brandon. We won't get into the six or the eight. It doesn't matter. Um, but looking at that impact, um, looking at, you know. That's going to be so out of context when you listen back to this, but that's <laughs> <laughs> the social aspect um, and the social skills that kids might not be able to gain because they're so connected in. And what does that do to mental health? There's some research coming out now saying the severe negative impacts about it. But in all honesty, like we're just uneducated uh, on pros and cons of technology in, within children. And it helps make them shut up. Like it, it keeps them entertained. Like, and, and that sounds really bad to say, but like yep. it keeps them entertained on long car rides on you're in the movie theater or not in the movie theater. You're like in the doctor's office, you're at the library. It keeps them entertained so that they're not acting out. And I feel as though we're late. We live almost in a society where we changed instead of a kid's acting out and parents are sympathetic and empathetic to each other. 
people now because people aren't as having as many kids are looking at each other like would you shut this kid up like we're trying to relax over here or i'm on a flight like yeah. we just make them stop so i think it's more of a um safeguard of a way to entertain and not have those at least have what we view as those negative interactions or negative uh, responses from kids but also what impact of them not being able to have those i'll say highs and lows and always getting what they want what impact does that have on their development in the long run and i think those are all questions that are left unanswered at this point so yeah i would agree sorry graham i think though go ahead <laughs> you're right there's so much we don't know about technology but the other thing is are you saying that kids don't have the opportunity of being bored anymore is that kind of what you're getting at because you know anytime they're kind of bored or showing symptoms of being bored i'm calling it like a, like it's a disease but um anytime a kid acts out it's because they're not engaged right so we as a society are now defaulting to giving them technology to engage them because that's the most effective way of doing it is that i don't know if bored's the right word i would I, I, you go ahead. You go ahead, Brad. Sorry. I would refer to you <laughs> probably saying it as like um, less inspired, less creative, but also at the same time, like, I don't know how you guys were raised with your folks, but with mine, it was like, if you're crying and blah, 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 like you got to figure your crap out and you got to figure out why you're crying before anybody can help you instead of, oh, right. you're crying. Here's this quick solution instead of you having to work yeah. through your own emotions, right. here it is to try to help right. you That's rectify it. So I don't think it's bored. I honestly think we're lowering our our own um, self-knowledge and self-literacy of our own emotions and, uh, and also impacting creativity levels, impacting, um, I think, just a plethora of different areas that are really hurting development of kids these days. Yep. Um, yeah, to echo what you said, I, I was thinking a lot along the lines of the creativity being dumbed down or dulled over time. And the way I see it is it's partially, I think, comparable to the idea of like building up a, a resistance to like Tylenol or something. If you take a lot of Tylenol, eventually your body might adapt and you need more Tylenol to receive the same amount of pain resistance. Mm -hmm. For technology with kids, it's becoming such the such a quick fix solution that kids are always getting exposed to technology and it's just commonplace. You know, they always have a screen in front of them pretty much now. And so when they don't or when something goes wrong, they need additional stimulation or, or more engagement in, in a serious way to pull themselves back out of whatever hole they fall into instead of, you know, just coping and, and being creative and imaginative and keeping themselves busy or engaged without a screen. Mm -hmm. uh, and something that even happened just this week um, at the, at the camp was at the end of this, at the end of the day, uh, one five-year-old um, was basically explaining to myself and the other counselors this entire imaginary like kingdom that was like loosely based on Mario. So we won't get into any, any copyright issues, but um, <laughs> he did this with just like 
that that those like cream color beige building be, uh, building blocks. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I'm talking about? Like the very yeah. like, just like triangle column. Yeah. You know, like yeah. And so and he was literally talking nonstop. It was like one massive run on sentence for like 17 minutes with these eight different building blocks about, you know, this entire world that he was just telling us all about. Um, and we were all so fascinated because I can't remember the last time that I heard a kid talk like that, where he was just constantly enriching a story and basically storytelling um, and keeping himself entertained at such a young age, mm -hmm. which I thought was really that is kind of nice to feel a good story. Gives yeah. you faith that uh, creativity is still alive. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because he comes up with this story, but he needs to get these ideas from somewhere. And it, it's where are you getting these ideas from? Is it from a book? Is it from playing a video game like Mario? Is it from watching a movie? Is it from, you know, like he yeah. needs to be yeah. inspired through something and I think the media at which kids are consuming is changing but does that necessarily mean that because it's changing via technology that that it's bad mm -hmm. what do you think about this you know how some toys have age restrictions on mm -hmm. it yeah do you think we'll ever get to a point where technology has an age restriction it already does look at video games on Xbox and PS3 they're rated well, but no, but I mean like an iPad in general, right? Like iPads are rated for three plus or five plus or I get know, what you're saying. Age. The physical device, I, yeah, I, the actual device itself. Like, it, obviously, because, it's not specifically what you're describing, but like there are, are I think, a, a fair number of guidelines on like if your child is two, they should only look at a screen x amount of minutes a day or, or whatever, right. like like that. So it's a general lifestyle guideline um i don't know if you had anything to add though brian i'm not a fan of age restrictions in general i think all age restrictions do is and this is even on toys is inhibit a kid's ability to or anybody's ability to be honest with you to progress and adapt at their own pace and this goes from you know sport and age classifications and it moves more towards more of a skill-based um I'll say ladder of achievements of, oh, you've mastered this skill, so now you're able to go and do this, similar in sports, but also going into technology. Um, it's interesting that you asked that because, so I was listening to a podcast on the way back to Waterloo today, and it was Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history, but he went off his own, I'll say his usual style of podcasting and did his 12 rules of life which actually was only one rule of life by the end of it. Um, and you know how a lot of authors are putting out like, you know, these are my 12 lessons to live a happy and positive life, blah, blah. Um, holy smokes, I just lost my train of thought. But anyways, I started going on um, my own creation of like what my list would be. And like, you know, what are rules that I would like for other people to know to potentially have an impact on their success. And the one rule that I always came back to was everything in moderation. Um, and I think this applies really well to technology, um, no matter how young or old, and it applies to anything. 
for something to be healthy and for your body or your mind to actually reap the positive rewards, there needs to be, um, you know, something in moderation. You can't eat salad for every meal because you won't have enough energy to do play sports. You can't, you know, drink alcohol or drink pop every day because you're going to be dehydrated or you're going to get overweight. Like you can apply the pros and cons to everything that if we look as a society to actually embrace these technological advances um, in a way that it allows us to experience it, become, become, let's say, well-versed in these various areas, but still not forget about being creative, about coming up with your own games, coming up with your own imaginary play, going outside, uh, going for a walk in the forest, going camping, like you name it, try to do it and encouraged to do new things instead of always stay within your own little bubble. I think that's what will make kids more creative and also have like a crazy next generation come up because they're going to be able to have that creative side. They're going to be well-versed on physical literacy. They're going to be more attentive in class, you name it. Hopefully they have experienced it because of that moderation, everything in moderation. Right. I agree. It's important to experience moderation. I hope that the trend that we're moving in where, you know, and I'm, I'm not a hater of technology. I think technology is fantastic. I think it's going to help, you know, everybody moving forwards, but you're right. I think, you know, we're just in a period where we just don't know enough. We don't know enough of the side effects. We don't know enough of the health effects. We don't know enough of the psychological effects. And because of that lack of education, you know, people are doing things without consequence because they don't know the consequences. Yes. And we're so, moving yeah. so you know, hopefully fast that, that it's difficult to right. know consequences before we even do anything. Right. So hopefully this period of, of misinformation and, and lack of education doesn't last very long um, and that we can inform ourselves quickly and, and understand what we're doing to our bodies, right? Like imagine if, you know, we still didn't know smoking caused cancer. Well, you know, it's, chances are a lot of people will still be smoking because they didn't know the consequences. Um, you know, so the sooner things we find out, you know, what the effects that technology has on our lives, then I think the better off we're going to be. I agree. So in closing, for any of you parents listening, make sure you give your kids <laughs> a very adequate balance of various activities. Don't ban them from anything because they're just going to go and do it anyways behind your back and then you're going to be more mad and hopefully they become the next Einstein because they're going to live a more balanced lifestyle and become more creative not that we're experts in parenting we are (laughs) those who don't do teach (laughs) hey shout out to teachers teachers do a lot of good stuff Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Uh, Yeah, as always, thanks for joining us on our That's So Interesting podcast. If you want to get in touch with us via email, you can do so at the That's So Interesting pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at TSI podcast and we have a Facebook page now, That's So Interesting pod uh, or at TSI podcast. I believe that works in your Facebook search bar as well. Can't wait for next time. (laughs) I was hoping somebody was going to jump in. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Let's speed. Get it there and play, kids. <laughs> <laughs>